five weeks, as, as was mentioned there, but we're going to have, uh, uh, each one of us is going to share uh, a piece from this uh, series, just a part of it, share our hearts about what, uh, what we believe God has for us in the future here, especially as we can tell this next year here. So I think uh, Jeff might be on next week, and then Tim, and then Brad, and then we'll kind of all come together for the very last part there. It's going to be kind of a, like a celebration time. So um, anyways, if you're new with us, you, you joined us for a, a good, it's the start of a series, so you haven't missed anything yet. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pray here, and then we will, uh, we will get started. But if you will, let's just bow our heads and pray one more time. Ah, Heavenly Father, we do just, uh, we just thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you for life today. God, um, we don't want to take that for granted. You control our, our every breath, our every heartbeat, and we just thank you that you have allowed us to um, just to live today, to seek you today, to worship you today. And God, I just pray that you will meet us here in this time. I do ask that you would uh, use this time to to guide us and to shepherd us and to lead us into your will as a church together as we try to look um, towards the future and what you might have for us and what you'll be calling us into personally and as a whole. We just want to commit our, our time to you here. Please speak to our hearts. Please give us grace to respond and obey and apply anything that you, you nudge us with here this morning. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, um... You know, in some ways this morning is going to be a um, kind of a setting the table for the series that is coming up here. Um, I get to just kind of set the table and then we'll let uh, uh, Jeff and Brad and Tim bring different parts of, of the meal here. Um, we'll have some things that are maybe a little review from some of the stuff we've covered in the past month. So I hope you guys took good notes because uh, we're going to be calling on you and pointing you out, things like that. Um, I... I forgot candy. I don't know. We have candy here still. We can throw it to those who get the answers right. Kayla, Angela, we got our staff candy there somewhere still. Uh, somewhere. We got donuts. We can throw donuts at you. Um, that's good. Um, but anyways, um, you know, usually the last couple of years we have taken this time kind of in the November timetable to, uh, to lead... You know, to go through a campaign together as a church, really in, in anticipation of what the new year might hold. Uh, we've done, this will be our third campaign like this in a row. The first one we did was, uh, I believe it was called Building for His Glory. And we just had on the horizon was this idea of God leading us to renovate this old dilapidated warehouse in our neighborhood somewhere. And it was just kind of this idea, conversations were rolling, um, but through the course of that year we did a fundraiser, we got the ball started, um, and then the following year, last year, we, um, we did another campaign, I think it was called Rise Up and Build. And where we went from building as a uh, you know theory to to rise up and pick up a hammer and let's let's build this thing and so that's kind of the campaign we did last year and uh, led us into that year and we did a fundraiser as a part of that as well and so this year we were praying about that we took some time to get away as pastors um, you know we uh, went up up the hill a little bit there up in the mountains up by Dillon and we we just kind of camped out did an overnighter and we're just praying Praying and seeking God. God, where where do you want to take us this coming year? What what are some things uh, on the roadmap ahead of us that, that you're willing to reveal to us uh, as you know as early as possible here? Um, and and the theme that we came away with from that time was this theme here of striving together. 
striving together. And we took some time to read through the book of Philippians while we were up uh, doing our overnighter and stuff there. And some of the themes that uh, we found in Philippians are are some that are going to be parts of the series here. So I'm going to kick it off here in the striving together as one is my theme. Uh, Next, I think it's next week, Jeff is doing striving together in giving. And then the next week we'll be striving together in strength. I think I think I got the order right. Tim will be doing that one. And then Brad will do uh, part four of the series of striving together for the future. And then part five is uh, striving together in rejoicing. The theme of Philippians, as many of you might know, is a theme of rejoicing through all sources, through, through the good and through the hard, and um, just a theme of rejoicing always. And so we're going to take time at the end of the series to celebrate... Um, where we think God's taking us, celebrates the results as we as we do a campaign to, to help provide for the future. We're going to celebrate whatever we have to celebrate at that time. We hope it'll be a great celebration. Um, but that's that's the series here. So um, striving together as one. You know, um, we have the verse here. Let's see. We got clicker. I've been warned on the clicker here. I think two moves us forward. Is that right? One moves us back. Two moves us forward. Three is self-destruct, I heard. Um, laser still works. That's good. We haven't been using the laser much, but I'm, I'm going to keep an eye. Anyone who nods off, I see you. Uh, we'll give you a little blast with the laser. I think it's friendly on the eyes. Um, but, uh, but anyways, here's one of the verses that's kind of the... Set, set the table for us to set the tone of, of our time as pastors and really the tone of this, um, this campaign that we're going to be teaching through here. But um, we'll just read it together here. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm, uh, firm in the Spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. So the theme again, striving together. Other words, uh, if, you, if you look up striving or other translations of the Bible, it says contending together. Others say, uh, you know, I think the New Living says fighting together as one. Um, words synonymous with that, toiling, laboring, sweating. As one, one, uh, one thesaurus said, Sweating together as one. I don't know about that, but we uh, we did a lot of sweating last year in that campaign. This year, I don't know. Hopefully, we don't have to sweat as much. But the point is that we're going to be working hard together. We'll have a common aim here that we believe God is leading us to as a church. And so, um, number two here. Let's see here. Okay, good. No self-destruct. Striving together as one. Um, you know, there's some things that we are. Um, we are very excited. Oh, that's the whole series. There. Yeah, all right. Let's do that. Told you that. For the future, in rejoicing. You know, I do like the verse there. And two are better than one. Some of you know. Some of you, maybe this is news to you. But um, we've been in the process of merging. And, and two congregations have been becoming one here. And uh, the Valley View Church from the north side of town has uh, merged. And we're joining forces together here in the Firehouse Church. And... As I've conversed with people, as we look over the situation as pastors, we've just been extremely blessed by what God is doing and bringing the two together as one. And this verse is a great one here. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. One translation says because uh, uh, two are better than one, they they get more than twice the return on their efforts. You know, we're we're hoping that as we come together, uh, that we see more than twice the return of what we could have done individually as congregations. And we are very excited about that. Um, 
That's oops, wrong button. Number four, I hope that didn't like hit the reboot button, reset, anything else. Driving together as one. All right. Um, you know, and, and initially one of the, the themes, and you might have heard this, is that we, we were going to come together, and the, the goal is just to come together to become one ter- church in two locations. And, you know, and that, is still, that is still one of the goals as well. But um, one of the things that God has kind of put on our hearts as pastors and maybe brought a little clarity to as we've been thinking through it all is that before we can become one church in two locations, like a, a downtown location and a north side location. Some of those details are still to be worked out. I think north side to me spans anywhere from like Boulder to Brighton and pretty much anywhere north of here, I guess. Um, but the, the goal would be to be one church with, with two locations initially. Denver's needing that. Um, there's a possibility that we could be uh, one church with more than two locations. We could have multiple locations and yet leverage like a central headquarters, a central hub, a central leadership, a central uh, you know, financial situation and do some big things in Denver. So we're, we're excited about that. But one of the things that did become clear as we were praying through it is that before we can become one church in two locations, you know, we really feel like we need to become one church in one location. Uh, as we've been thinking through some of the ramifications, and in some ways the idea could be let's take these two congregations, let's come together real quick and send them back out, and in some ways we're just getting back to where we started. And we feel like God has something more in store for us than just kind of coming together quickly and, and kicking people out quickly and things like that. We believe that they're together, there's, there's something more, more full as a church that, that when all of us are together here. You know, we used to joke about um, the Firehouse Church here in Denver before the Valley View crew joined in. Um, the two oldest people in the church were... Um, you know, for all practical purposes, the two oldest people in the Firehouse Church were me and L.C., you know, and uh, I'm 40 and L.C. is 83, and we are the two oldest in the church, and so, um, you know, there's quite a, quite a spread there between us, but, um, uh, you know, as we've joined forces, you know, what I think is just amazing is we have a complete spectrum from, from newborns all the way up to... Maybe it's still you, Elsie. I don't know. But uh, um, we have this spectrum that's more full. We've added some components that we've never had before as a church, like a, a junior high ministry. You know, who'd have thought? Um, eventually our kids would have become junior high age. We have like a teen ministry. Another crazy concept. We've heard about teenagers and, and you know... I'm glad that your teens out there. Um, but no, we're, we're gonna, you know. But God has just added a, a more complete spectrum, and so in some ways, to to come together and just break it in half again and re, relaunch doesn't seem like what God has in the plans for us. In some ways, I think God wants to bring us together and uh, kind of cultivate a common DNA that covers this whole spectrum of life. That we have more to bring to the table as a church, and when we multiply, the hope would be to take uh, to take that and to take that common and DNA and have two churches like that. You know, and so in the process we're doing things like uh, let's see what we have here. Oh, wrong button again. Wow, that's gonna be interesting. Sorry. I still not to touch that button and here we go. Okay. You know, so so we've been in the process of becoming one. 
uh, as pastors. We've been meeting um, together as a pastoral team, four of us on the team now. Before it was, you know, three of us. We were the, I think we called ourselves the Terrific Three, and now we're like the Fantastic Four, you know, with Sam at the table here. But uh, uh, leadership, we've been joining together. The two leadership communities have been becoming one. Financially, we've been merging together. Um, you know what? We're, we're talking about instead of like, okay, we got a band, a band from the north side and we got a band downtown. We're talking about taking anyone who has musical gifts and skills and putting them together on a on a rotation, whether you're from the north side of town or not, we want to have a central band rotation. And so, um, by the way, just a quick infomercial for that, um, we're going to be doing a, um, a band vision meeting here. It's going to be after the Christmas and the New Year's, um, but it's just going to be talking about if you're interested in being a part of the band, uh, of getting on a rotation. Jeremy, I think, is going to lead a meeting just with some criteria, some things we're looking for if you want to be in the band. Sometimes we get requests for people who want to jump in and you know, we have to just say, hey, you know, we've got a few things we're looking for. You've got to come to church at least twice before we get you in the band here and stuff. Um, you know, but uh, no, there's a few things we're looking for to make sure that the character of the people on stage is where it needs to be to be leading people into worship. It's an overflow and consistent with their life. But January, there'll be a meeting on I forget the date. We tried to put one on there. I don't know if we told Jeremy the date or not. Jeremy, you know the date we uh, suggested? No. <laughs> Maybe January 4th. Jeff, Jeff will know. Talk to Jeff. If you... January 8th. We'll be doing a meeting. Um, so if you're interested, you know, there are going to be a few other things you can use your musical skill, skills at coming up. There's a coffee house December 4th right here. Um, we're going to have, if you've got, you want to bring a, a song. Um, you know, read some poetry, make a Christmas haiku. It would be a great opportunity here at the Coffee House. Um, there's also going to be our Christmas concert, I believe it's the December 18th, is that right? Um, where our, instead of a Sunday morning service, we're going to do like an evening Christmas program with uh, Sunday school participating, with other people doing solos and trios and whatever you want to do there. But um, if you're interested in being a part of the concert, you might let one of us know as pastors. Did we talk to it? We're also looking for a coordinator for that as well. Um, uh, like Tara or someone I don't know uh, but anyways you can talk to us and we'll, we'll figure out if you're interested in that but there's some some common opportunities coming up you know in the small groups we've talked about you know maybe we, instead of having separate small groups we should have some small groups where if you're you know in the same neck of the woods same part of town maybe we should have some people be on some north side small groups instead of having this distinct separation so that when we go to relaunch there, you know, it's not just this side of the demographic and this side, but we have a, you know, more more people as a part of that. Children's ministry. We appreciate your um, your your help with children's ministry here. Um, some of you in Valley View, you know, you're getting a, a taste for the Firehouse Children's Ministry. Might be a little different. We do this thing where we throw up the number there if uh, if a kid needs assistance. Um, I don't know if you guys did that back up in uh, in Henderson there, but um, you know we're we're trying to work through some of the things there. I had a few things I was going to try and be like these big giant flashing numbers with applause or things like that when your kids. So you know we just we believe in uh, the philosophy of our church is that you know parents led Sunday school. There are kids. Why should we not be teaching them and engaging them? The other philosophy that is out there as well is like you check our kids in at the door and you pick them up. Sometime later, maybe you know, pick them up on the way home or something. But ours is that uh, we're, we're checking them in, and likely, if you're a parent with kids, 
we encourage you to join in the rotation. Now, if you're new with us, we encourage you to check it out a few times. You know, see, get a feel for it. But you know, if you cast your lot in with us, we ask you to sign on the dotted line with helping in the children's ministry. And when it comes to putting the number up, we don't intend it to be this, this horrible, shameful thing. Um, after a few weeks of practicing the system where we put the number up there, for whatever reason, every time I was preaching, I'd see the number and I'd like draw attention to it. And finally, um, one of the numbers, I was jokingly saying, that's not ours, is it? And my wife walks out of the room and says, yes, it is. And, uh, you know, so I stopped trying to draw attention to the numbers up there. But, encourage you when, when the number's up there you know what that means that means you know someone's kid needs help they need a parent to uh, you know maybe they're having a rough day maybe they've got green boogers coming out and the teacher needs help maybe whatever it is but that's that's an encouraging thing that, that's a sign when you see that number go up it means there's parents in this room that are involved with the raising of their kids just like God has intended it's not a bad thing it's a, it's a good thing and so we want to make sure you know as we're working out the, the nuances of it all here you know if a kid is having trouble in class we figured there's a few things we could do. You know, it's like we could call the cops. That's one option. We could, uh, you know, uh, call Guido or Lefty to take care of them. Some, someone, uh, you know, um, in an Italian community around here, get a little um, help from some of those guys under the table there. Um, or we could get crazy and, like, uh, call their parents. And you can help them out, you know. And, and so that's, that's what we do. And, again, that might be a new thought. You know, and even for us, you know, in the downtown crew here, um, that's kind of a new thing we begin the hang of as well and, and we want to embrace that we don't want it to be the walk of shame we want it to be like the walk of fame hey I'm going to be a parent that's engaged with my kids and God's going to bless that you know so anyways we're, be, we're trying to become one you know I think the idea uh, obviously we know two is, is better than one but on the other side of the, the coin there um, we know that uh, let's see oops wrong button again ah, number two there we go God blesses unity God blesses, oh, God opposes pride. You know, two becoming one is a, is a great idea in theory. We have all these strengths to bring together, and I think God wants to do more with the, the, the two churches combined than we could have done individually. It would have taken us a while, either one of us, to get the momentum that I think God's going to bring together. But at the same time, when two become one, I think about the... New marriages, things like that. Uh, you know, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united with his wife and, and the two will become one. Um, that two becoming one is a very easy thing, right? It's just like a piece of cake. Anyone take it? An amen? Any young married couple say, amen to that? It's a piece of cake. Um, well, it's not. If you're not married and if you are, you know, you can be honest. Um, but two becoming one, if you think about it, there's two people that have lived life entirely about themselves. And uh, life is, you know, this person and this person. And you bring them together, now all of a sudden, there's someone else to consider. And uh, there's a lot more ramifications to a, a selfish choice than there were when you were living in your own world. And two becoming one, it's, it sounds good. You know what do they say? Opposites attract, and then they collide, you know. And that's, um, we, um, that's the way physics works, right? Um, but... But so the two becoming one, you know, sometimes there's a honeymoon phase and you're kind of like, oh, this is amazing and wow. And, but eventually, you know, reality kicks in and, um, you know, there's some things to work through. It's kind of like my wife is very, uh, I think about some of our differences. You know, my wife is very organized, extremely organized. 
and I am not so organized. And so, you know, think about it. That should be a great fit. She's very organized. I like making messes. It's just so wonderful, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes it doesn't work like that. You know, they didn't. Someone forgot to tell us that in the pre-marriage class. But sometimes those things work out well, and sometimes uh, those things, those differences, actually create friction and sparks. And we just have to be thinking about that as a church. As we come together, there's going to be some differences. There's going to be some differences of experiences from the past, different philosophies, and our hope is to come together as one because um, God blesses unity, and we want to be united. We're going to look at a quick passage here. If you guys have a house Bible, you can turn with me here to um, Genesis chapter 11. It's page 10, if you've got a house Bible. If not, you know, I'm just going to read it here, but there's two principles we need to keep in mind for, for this coming year, for the two becoming one congregation. Um, and, you know, you might know the story. This is Genesis chapter 11, the, the Tower of Babel. It's when uh, some people rallied together. God had said, go, multiply, fill the earth. And some people were kind of like, you know what? How about we stay put and don't, uh, don't fill the earth, but we stay here and make a name for ourselves. And, and we'll just start with like verse 3 here. Um, they said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let's build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. There's a couple things in here that uh, I just want to draw out as, as we're looking, striving together for the future. You know that we're going to have to be striving together for unity and, and working to be united. Here there's just a, a principle that, that is always stunned me whenever I first heard it. God is looking down at this group of people. They are united together, not to do what God wants. They're united to, to make a name for themselves, to make this tower that reaches to the heavens so everyone will know about these people. The exact opposite of what God told them to do. He told them to spread out and, and fill the earth and um, you know be stewards of it and stuff. And, and yet God looks down on this situation and He goes, together with the same language um, and the same game plan here, they're, they're, nothing will be impossible to them. And I've just always been stumbled by God, really? They're working together to do something you don't want and nothing will be impossible for them? And the principle just to draw out of that is God, um, God honors unity. When people are united, there is a power that it brings to the table. And if we want to see great things happen, we want to strive for that unity. Now, they were obviously striving to be united in something that was against God. It was unrighteous, and, and God came in and he, he confused their language. I love that. You know, One of the things we're doing in this last series on our, our vision and this upcoming series is we want to come to a common vocabulary. We want to be speaking the same language. When we say we're all about the great commandment, we want people to know that's loving God with all your being, with your whole being, or, or the great commissions about loving people. Um, those that don't know Christ and those that do. And we want to develop a common vocabulary so we can uh, meet our goals together that we set out to do here. But, but they were doing that. And God came down and He confused their speech and then they spread out and stuff like that. But um, the two principles there, God blesses unity 
And God opposes pride. And we want to watch out for pride. We want to be men and women who are humble. Um, We're going to strive. We're going to labor. We're going to toil together to be humble and united as a church. And, you know, it's not, as we look at some of these action steps, to be humble and united as a church, really, it's... uh, it's about each one of us being humble and united and, and making commitments together here and working together and yielding our way maybe to unite with others. And I, I sometimes talk to people in, in marriage, you know, I give the idea, it says the two become one. And I, I like to encourage people sometimes to, to rate your marriage on a scale of one to three. Okay, one to three. You know, that's a pretty simple numbering system. But what those numbers represent would be how many wills are being brought to the table in your marriage right now? Three means the wife wants to do this, the husband wants to do this, and God wants to do this. There's three people's will on the table. Now, sometimes it can be two. Maybe you rate your marriage two. Maybe the husband and wife are united in something. There's, there's one will, and God wants something else to come about. Or maybe, you know, as it's the case, you know, in my household sometimes, it's maybe, you know, the wife and God are united in something and the husband wants to do something else. Still, two wills coming to the table. Um, you can slice and dice it any way you want, but that's still not going to carry God's blessing. God's design for oneness is a husband and a wife are in line with God's will and God blesses that. He commands His blessing there. You know, as pastors, we have the same type of philosophy. We have a team of four pastors, and, you know, we make decisions. If we make a decision, we don't vote on it and go, you know, three against one, let's do it. You know, two against two, you know, it's it's, uh, Rochambeau for that. Um, We we make decisions, and this is part of our DNA as churches. We we have to make decisions that are unanimous, or we don't do it. You know, because our philosophy is this. If God is leading us into something, God has the ability to unite me and Jeff and Brad and Tim together to do His will. And when we get a sense of that together... It's a, I believe it's a very powerful thing. And we've got a sense of some things that God wants to lead us into this year that we're going to be sharing with you. But um, that's the way we operate. Other churches, you know, there's other. I remember once we had a consultant we brought in when I was pastoring in Fort Collins. There were five of us, and we told them, you know, here's how we go about plurality and making decisions. And this consultant was from a model that was kind of the senior pastor model. It's kind of like if the senior pastor says it, it happens, and it takes about, you know, like 30 deacons to outvote one senior pastor and things like that. And you know, that's not biblical New Testament leadership as we understand it. And I just share with them, hey, you know, we make decisions. I was a young guy on the team there, but I was like, we come to unanimous decisions. If we feel like God's leading us and His Spirit's involved, we will get united in whatever that is. And, and he just, you know, he would not have anything of it. And I don't think we've ever brought him back again. But, um, um, but that's the way we do it. But it takes, a, in order to get a, a unity like that, it requires a humility. You know, if you're the type of person who's like, I want my way, if you're in marriage, you're going, I want my way, and your spouse is saying, I want my way, and God's saying, I want my way, um, you know, it's going to be a mess. You know, been there, done that. It's not a fun deal. Um, but when people are, are trying to catch God's will and unite in that, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And we've got a number of us that are going to have to come to come together and uh, be united in what we sense God is leading us into. And, and I believe God will command His blessing there. And that's what we want to strive for. So, But it's going to require humility. You know, um, just after this passage about striving together as one is the passage we covered about a month ago when uh, Philippians chapter 2. We'll just read that real quickly here. Philippians 2 and the first couple of verses of it. Um, it's right after this section about being united as one man for the gospel. Um, 
says, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only into your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Now you guys remember the exercise we went through when we were talking about humility, right? Turn to the person next to you and, and say, you are more important than me. You know, I think that uh, ESV says, consider others more, count others more significant than yourself. And maybe a quick practice of that. Can you turn to someone sitting next to you and tell them, you are more important than me? Look them in the eyes, mean it. Mark, you are more important than me. This is good. Now, um... Again, like we said last time, whoever said that first is really the more humble person in the room there. Um, you know, um, we, also, we also asked the question last time we did this exercise, raise your hand if you feel like you're, you're really doing excellent at being humble. And we only had one person raise his hand right there. Rob, how's Rob? Aaron, is Rob really, is he doing real well at that? Yeah, great. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, Rob was the only one that raised his hand last time. We're not going to raise our hands this time. You know, I know a lot more hands will go up. But, uh, uh, but the point is we're, we need to strive for being humble. We need to strive for thinking of someone as more important than ourselves, more significant than ourselves. And, and God will bless that. But you don't get unity without humility. And so um, we want to be striving for both of those. Um, let's see here. Striving together is one. You know, this is just a quick review. Over the last month of October, we covered our, our purpose together. What we are trying to do as a church, we're trying to bring great glory to God by obeying the great commandments and the great commission. The great commandment is all about loving God. Uh, the Great Commission is all about loving people. And we talked about some of the ways we, we can love those that don't know Christ. And we're on a rescue mission. And it's a loving thing to offer to them uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. Really to extend a rescue line from Jesus to them. And as believers, we talked about last week about uh, a love that's committed. That you bind yourself to ones you say you love. And you serve them. And uh, bind, serve, and what was the last one? Uh, drawing blank now. Excellent. My third point was uh, no. Rick Perry did that last week, didn't he? Um, so uh, serve, love. Oh yes, and also there's it's loving to be committed to God's word, to live by God's word. Jesus said, "If you love me, you'll obey my teaching." And so. Um, those are ways we can love one another. But that's, that's what we're aiming for together. That's our, our purpose is to, together we want to glorify God by doing the things He's created us to do. You know, it's just interesting to think about how important love is. Um, it's the great commandment. It's the second commandment, which we discussed summarizes everything. Love your neighbor as yourself. The new commandment, love as Jesus loved, it's, um, we've been given multiple capacities as human beings to love with your heart, with your soul, personally, eternally, volitionally, uh, with your mind, with your strength. We have, what do you think is on God's heart for us? If it's not love, it's, it's not anything. You know, God has created us to love one another and we're going to be trying to do that as a church. And, um, you know, God blesses love. There's a couple verses here. Um, some of you might know this. I realize in Valley View when we visited this summer in your, in your church program was this verse, Galatians 5, 6. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. 
And we want to be a church that is just, we've got to be about love or we're missing everything, you know. And um, But sometimes love, you know, we read the small group last week, we read 1 Corinthians 13, a description of love. And if you did the exercise like, like we did, you know, you went through and kind of go... You know, love is patient, love is kind, and you had to put your own name there. And as married couples, we had to put our own name there. We said it to our spouse, you know, rich is patient, rich is kind, you know, and, and our spouse is saying the same thing. And there's a few of them we go, you know, the question afterwards, how many of those that your spouse disagree with what you just said there, you know? Um, and, you know, love is not just, uh, sometimes we go, I've heard a lot of teachings on love. I know a lot about love. But you know, eventually when we come before God, God is measuring how much love is expressed through you and I. How much love is coming through your life. You know, sometimes we think love is like this big old lake or a reservoir we've got. Uh, boy, I've got so much love in me. I just wish I could get it all out so you know how much God loves you. Um, but, you know, the bottleneck to that is our selfishness. You know, there may be... Um, it's kind of like the old physics class. You know, the potential energy behind the dam is, you know, it's all the amounts of uh, uh, whatever water that can cause the turbines to spin to create kinetic energy. We all have this great potential energy, but the only thing that's actually going to be measured is that love that comes through your life, that love that's expressed through you. It's kind of like the, the gas meter or the electric meter. You know, we all say we can love, we all know the teachings. When we get to heaven, God's going to look at the meter and go, you know, this is how much love is expressed. And this is what I'm going to reward you for forever. And we want to be men and women who uh, are letting God's love be... We're, uh, we're being a channel for God's love to come through. It's not just knowing love, talking about love, but we want to be expressing that to those who don't know Christ and to those who do and uh, channel for loving God with our, with our attitudes and our motives along the way. But we've got to be all about love here. And that was the whole series. If you didn't get to catch some of those teachings, they're online. We have our teachings um, on the website there, so you can check them out for a nominal fee. We'll let you check those out. Um, no, they're free. We actually pay some people to, to listen to them. Just to, no, we're just joking. Find something on Groupon there for those teachings, I think. Um, uh, there we go. So then, striving together is one, one purpose, to bring glory to God. I hit the wrong button again, didn't I? Sorry. Um, can work with the laser here a little bit. Too. All right. Striving together is one, one mission. You know, the last thing we were just going to talk about is that, in some ways, um, our purpose can be a little bit, it's broad strokes, loving God with, with all our heart. And it's loving the lost and loving the saved and denying ourselves. You know, if you have that cross and picture that we handed out you know all these things are you know talk about loving God loving the lost loving the saved all of those are contingent upon not being selfish you can't do any of those if you're loving yourself you know it's going to strangle all of that but um, that's that's our, our purpose but the mission gets a little more specific Jesus said here's the deal you know in Mark 16:15, he says I want you know, to go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation I want you to go into all the world. Um, Matthew 28:19 just says, "Go and make disciples of all nations." Um, Acts 1:8 talks about beginning in, in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know, we've got a mission that uh, is not just some ways. You know, some people say, "Hey, I'll go to the mountains and sit on a big rock, and I'll love God, and I'll think loving thoughts about people, and wow." Uh, but things get a little more specific. He said, hey, I want you to reach every person on the planet. Everyone everywhere needs to hear this life-saving message. And, and you start, you know, um, Luke 24, 47 just talks about um, 
repentance and forgiveness for sins will be preached in His name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. He said, hey, start, start right there in your own neighborhood and we've got to reach the ends of the earth. And you know, that's what we're trying to do as a church. We're starting right here in the Highlands neighborhood. We're starting in wherever your, your house is. That's a starting point for reaching people. Um, and then we're going to trust God to allow us to multiply churches and in the city. We've got some things, you know, um, we try to do mission trips, whether it's other places in the U.S. or we've taken mission trips out of the country. Places like uh, Hong Kong, China. You know, but God wants us to reach the ends of the earth and as a church, that's what we're aiming for, you know. Um, we're not just kind of going, okay, I'll just reach the person next to me here and wait till Christ returns. He's given us a huge mission that we want to... It requires faith, this mission. You know, God blesses faith and we're going to need a lot of faith for this mission. Um, I just want you to think about what happened in your life over this last year. What, what has God done? Um, you know, what things did you apply faith to? I know for, for us as a church, we, in November, we talked about it in the prayer meeting this morning, but we, we were just praying that uh, at that time, this place was, was a mess. There were no walls. There was, no, uh, uh, there was not a lot of things that you see here today. You know, I think in November, uh, Andrew and Dave and the... Uh, roofing team, insulation team, whatever your team was called. And Alan was an honorary member of that as well. But people were scraping the rafters because they were so caked with dust and dirt. And then they started filling this insulation in there and then other teams started hitting the ground um, over the last year. But it's amazing to think what has happened in this last year. Um, I, I just look around and I go... If you only knew, you know, how many people sat on this rafter right here to paint, uh, how, how people crawled up there, and you're like, oh, I don't think we should be doing that. Um, you know, there were so many things that happened to be where we are today. A lot of faith was expressed, but um, in some ways that, that faith, they got realized we're starting to do things that we had hoped we would get to do. We got to... Obviously, we're getting to host church, and we have a, a more space than we've ever had as a church. We've got to host a leadership meeting here, Front Range GCLI meeting. Uh, we're going to host a, a wedding here in, here in uh, January. Again, give another picture of Dave and Erica's wedding. Um, that's, uh, that'll be the first wedding we do. But there's so many things that we're getting to use this building for that were theory last year. And, but, but in some ways, all that faith, some of the things that have come through... You know, this year, we can't be leaning on last year's faith. What did you trust God for last year? I hope it was good. I hope it was glorious. But a lot of that's going to be behind us. We're going to trust Him for some new things this year. Things like becoming one church and also becoming one church in two locations. We're going to trust God for raising up another full-time pastor. We're going to be trusting God for things in your lives personally. You know, I shared a request last month that my wife and I had a thrown in a low-ball offer on a house we had an eye on for the last year in the neighborhood and, and they accepted it and, and that's when we were like, oh no. And the, some of our faith journey began there. But over the course of the last six weeks, we've just seen God do some, some amazing things. You know, last weekend, um, our house was on the market for like four days and God had caused there to be like over 22 showings of our house. Um, and then a couple days, let's see, it was probably five Six days into it, we started getting offers on our house that we're selling. And um, 
We currently have a great offer on the house that we've accepted, and there's other offers kind of in the pipeline, but the number they're willing to pay is going higher and higher. And we, we joked about, God, would you create a bidding war for our house? And, you know, I think God has been answering the prayers on that. I just want to share a quick psalm uh, this, from this morning that, um, that I read and wanted to pass on. But it just says, Psalm 11, 1, uh, I shared this in the prayer meeting as well, but it says, Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with His godly people. That's you guys. Um, How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in Him should ponder them. Everything He does reveals His glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. Who can forget the wonders He performs? How gracious and merciful is our Lord. You know, we just... um, to be a church that's expressing faith, you really we've got to be individuals who are expressing faith as well. It's not like we just kind of show up and um, there's this faith. You, know, you walk in the doors and you just have more faith, or you, you walk into a greater pool of love. And um, you know, this the church consists of everything that that you bring to the table, you and I. And um, but we need to be men and women who are walking in faith in our personal lives and as a church into this new year here. And so we know there's going to be some some things you know and over the course of the next few weeks, there's going to be some details that are going to be get filled in. Jeff's going to lead us into some things related to our, our finances and some things we're hoping for this upcoming year. And um, I encourage you to join us next week. If, if you missed because you heard the word finances, there's going to be trouble. We, we, know, to, we know where to find you. Um, we probably don't. But anyways, I hope that you would just catch this, this next series of teachings here as God leads us into the plans that are on His heart as, as best we understand that as pastors here. So, um, Again, in all of this, you know, just maybe close with a promise here. We want to strive to be faith-filled. You know, this, uh, all of these things, we need, we need humility. We need unity. We need God's love. We need faith. And here's a great promise just to leave you thinking about this week. Um, it just says this. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask Him anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of Him. All these things that we need, we know it's His will. He wants us to be living by faith. It's according to His will. We know He wants us to be filled and overflowing with love, expressing His love. It's according to His will. We know He wants us to be united and humble. All these things that we need are things that He promises to give us, if, if you believe that. you know. And I encourage you to meditate on this promise. Think about them. approaching God confidently that He will answer your prayers when it's in line with His will. And there's a whole list of things we want to be praying for together here. But let's just close in prayer. And um, we'll be proud of morning. Lord Jesus, we do, uh, we do just thank You for the plans You have for us as a church. Uh, plans to be striving together as one. God, we just ask for Your continued grace to... Um, to have the two become one. Lord God, we thank You for, in some ways, maybe it's the honeymoon phase. Lord, I pray that the whole, uh, the whole process would be a honeymoon phase. Um, but God, we just need, we need Your grace. We need Your humility. Um, we need unity. Please help us to be united so that Your blessing is commanded there on what we're doing. God, I pray You'd make us men and women who are full of love, who not just know about, a lot about love, but it is being expressed, channeled through our lives. Um, God, I just pray you'd make us men and women of faith who trust you with our our personal situations and needs and trials and um, everything you have before us, but also trust you as a a church as you lead us into this mission you've given us. And we just ask for your grace on all of this. We thank you for meeting us here this morning. We just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thanks. uh, 
Thanks for joining us this morning here, and um, we we'll look forward to catching you next week as uh, as Jeff shares part two. Thanks a lot.